following is a production of Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. What is going on, y'all? It is time for another edition of the Green Over Everything podcast, brought to you by Best in the World Sports. Remember, you can reach them at any time on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at BITW Sports. You can download the podcast at soundcloud.com slash BITW Sports or on Apple Podcasts. Just search Best in the World Sports. My name is John Brown. We are going to talk Eagles for a little while. Eagles made a move on Friday. They acquired defensive end Eli Harold from Buffalo. To get this man, they traded away Ryan Bates, an undrafted free agent from Penn State. Eagles had a little depth on the offensive line, and they were a little shaky on at defensive end, so they made a move to add some depth. Harold is listed at 6'3", 243 pounds. He was a third-round pick out of Virginia in 2015. He's played in 61 career NFL games with 25 starts. He spent his first three seasons in the league with the 49ers, but he played last season with the Lions. He signed a one-year deal with the Bills this past April. In 13 games with the Lions last season, Harold had a career-high four sacks. So that was the move on Friday. The big news of the week was the Eagles lost their preseason opener to the Titans 27-10. For a lot of people, there's a lot of excitement. You know, for me, I always talk about it on this show. I talk about it on a couple of shows that I do. Preseason football, training camp, all of that is kind of bittersweet to me. It's bittersweet because I'm excited for football. I'm ready for football. You know, football makes me happy. And I love the... I love when it's time to talk football. I love when it's time to play football. The problem is when football comes, that means summer is almost over. And I like summer. Another thing about preseason and preseason football and training camp is it's ripe for overreactions. You're going to see people get put up. You're going to see players get put up on a pedestal. Treat it like they're the next thing, you know, they're the next best thing to slice bread. They're, you know, the greatest thing to come along. And then there might be times when you're ready to just get rid of somebody. Oh, this guy sucks. He's awful. He he can't play. You're going to see those types of overreactions all throughout the preseason. And with the arrival, with us being fully immersed in a social media world, in social media, everybody has an opinion. Every everybody has a podcast. Everybody has a blog. Everybody has a Facebook page. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody gets to share their opinion. And sometimes I, I shouldn't even say sometimes. A lot of times you are bombarded with the worst ones. Now, let's talk about the game a little bit. First things first, there was no Carson Wentz. I understand that that disappointed a lot of people. I was watching the news. and I was watching people really get. Talk about how disappointed that they were that Carson wasn't playing. Honestly, I mean, that's one of those overreactions. I understand you might like football. You might consider yourself a football fan. But honestly, if you talk to people, you know Carson Wentz wasn't going to play in that first game. There was a good chance you weren't going to see Carson Wentz if he was completely healthy. That's just not how preseason football works anymore. First game, it's really all you want to do is just, I mean, they're playing football. 
You're not going to see a lot of the. You're not going to see a lot of the stars. You're not going to see a lot of you know the the players that you want to see. It's just hey, let's go out here. Let's knock some dust off. Let's knock some rust off, and let's just play football. So there was no Carson Wentz. People were disappointed by that. But also, not only was there no Carson Wentz, there was no Lane Johnson. There was no Jason Peters. There was no Brandon Brooks. That's three-fifths of your starting offensive line. Carson Wentz is coming back from his second straight season-ending injury. Do you really want your franchise player who is coming off his second injury-shortened season playing behind two-fifths of an offensive line? Is that really what you want? I don't mind them sitting Carson Wentz. Don't mind them sitting Carson Wentz at all. Hey, you know what? Honestly, I thought it was it, – had he played great, the fact that he didn't does not bother me. Now, the news that came from the actual game was Carson Wentz's backup, Nate Sudfeld, was injured during the game when he broke his wrist after a late hit from Isaiah Mack. Broke his wrist. He was carted off the field with an air cast. And it looks like he'll probably be out for, we're talking maybe three months. Doug Peterson says he does not expect the injury to cost him the season, but he is going to miss significant time. That being said, you have to instantly start thinking about replacements. Now, right now, Doug says that the Eagles will attempt to fill the hole with the quarterbacks currently on the roster. So that means we're talking about Cody Kessler. We're talking about Clayton Thorson. Excuse me. And of course, when you're talking about an injury at quarterback, you all you're already going to know you know that they're going to look outside the organization, or at least they're going to be names outside of the organization that people are going to throw out there. So far in the last couple of days, I've heard Sam Bradford. Eh, I've heard Matt Barkley. He's out there too. Both of those guys are on the unemployment line. But another name that I've been I've heard, another name that's been thrown out there, another name that I've heard is the name of Colin Kaepernick. And should the Eagles inquire about Colin Kaepernick? And I admit, that's a good topic if you're someone who loves to argue with people on social media. should I've seen this on a couple of reputable Eagles beat reports. A couple of websites, a couple of Twitter posts, people asking, hey, should Eagles inquire about Colin Kaepernick? And if you're down for debates like that, it's going to intrigue you. You're going to jump right in. And you guys know me. Usually I am that guy. Y'all know I love the smoke. I want the smoke. You know, I want those debates. But I got to be real with y'all. This is just not that time. I just can't. I, I can't. I can't get into those debates. Now, look, I've been clear on this topic. I like Colin Kaepernick. I think he belongs in the NFL. I think he was undeniably 
undoubtedly blackballed out of the league for taking a stance against racism and police brutality. I believe that is the only reason he has been out of the league for the last two seasons. He, in my opinion, he belongs in the league and he, he deserves a job. And in all honesty, I'm being completely honest with you guys. I would not mind if he played for the Philadelphia Eagles. If there was a situation in which resulted in Colin Kaepernick donning an Eagles jersey, that would not bother me. Not one bit. Now, that being said, it ain't going to happen, y'all. It's not going to happen, at least not now. It's just not realistic. The reality, it's just week one of the preseason, y'all. It's week one of the preseason. And yes, we have lost our backup quarterback. Keyword, backup quarterback. The Eagles still have two backup quarterbacks in the house after Sutfeld. And they are going to get every opportunity to show they can step up before this team starts to look outside the organization. There's a reality, there is a reality to this. Kessler and Thorson have to be DEFCON levels of ass in order for the Eagles to even think of looking outside. They have to be completely inept and look like they have never played the sport of football a day in their lives before they start looking outside the organization. And not only do they have to look like that in games, they have to look like that in practice. If these two if these two guys, Clayton and, Kel and Col Cody, are showing that they can be quality backups in practice, yet they struggle in games, I think they still look at they still look to those guys. They still say, hey, maybe there's something that we can do differently to get those guys ready to play in a NFL game if the opportunity presents itself. I think they're going to get at least two games to prove that they can be the backup quarterback, the backup and third string quarterback. So after week one, yes, we lost our backup quarterback, but they, honestly, I can say in all honesty, Eagles ain't thinking about Colin Kaepernick. Eagles ain't thinking about Sam Bradford. Eagles ain't thinking about Matt Barkley. Eagles are thinking about Cody Kessler right now. That's who they're thinking about. They are thinking about Clayton Thorson. I want to call him Thornton. I feel like that's a typo every time I say every time I say it. I want to call him Thornton, but his name is Thorson. And quite frankly, those two dudes have to look like they have never played football a day in their lives if the Eagles are ever going to look outside of the organization. It's too early to be thinking about who do we bring in. Now, have we lost Carson Wentz in that game? One, yeah, the tone of this podcast would have been a whole lot different. The tone of sports talk radio, the tone of just sports television journalism, yes, it would be a whole lot different. And at this point, probably, you know, everything's in bounds. We're having a conversation of who we bring in. 
because you need somebody who can come in and play and win games. And I'm not quite sure that was Sudfeld. I'm not quite sure that's Thorson. And I'm not quite sure that's Kessler. But we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about the backup. Can Cody Kessler be a backup quarterback? Can Clayton Thorson, not Thornton, can Clayton Thorson be a third string, if not backup quarterback? Look, teams are always going to try to fill holes caused by injury in-house. And if they can't fill it in-house, then they'll look outside. And at this point, after one preseason game, we're not ready to look outside. We'll know more next week. We'll know even more the week after that. In the end, I went to see Colin Kaepernick with a job. I would not mind if that job was here, but it's just not time for that conversation. Way too early to have that conversation. Still, you know, look, don't fall for the hype. The quote public enemy from the 80s, don't believe the hype. Ain't nobody thinking about Colin Kaepernick right now. But then again, ain't nobody thinking about Sam Bradford or Matt Barkley either. They're thinking about Kessler and Thorson. And can they step up and be a backup slash third string quarterback until Nate Sudfeld comes back? This team believes in the players they have in-house. I feel like that's one thing that has been, that, that is how it's always been done with Doug and Howie. You tell me what you think. Hit me up. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at BITW Sports. And just let me know. Now, this week on Offense, Defense, and Discourse, me and Mike Jones spoke with Jeff Mosher of 97.3 ESPN Radio in South Jersey. He is also the host of the Inside the Birds podcast with Adam Kaplan. He gave his thoughts on this upcoming Eagles season. So let's take a look at what he had to say. We're going to start with the team we really want to talk about. Exactly. I I know John's itching to talk about this. We're, we're all Eagles fans. Let's go. Philadelphia Eagles. There's a lot of talk. I've heard people refer to them as the most balanced team in the league. People are expecting an MVP type season from Carson Wentz. Super Bowl or bust is the standard we've heard set by many people. What do you see from the Philadelphia Eagles this year? You know, I'll just say what was said to me by somebody uh, within the organization. And uh, to paraphrase what he said was basically the only thing that should stop this team would be injuries or our own selves getting in the way. And that's really true. Um, They're very deep at a lot of important positions. Funny, we mentioned Adam Kaplan, who I do the Inside the Birds podcast with. He's right now in the middle of his uh, annual training camp tour where he goes to, uh, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11 different teams. And last week he was doing it. He's, he's on the West Coast now, but he was on the East Coast last week. He went to the Jets, the Bills, the Giants, and somewhere else. And he said a couple of, uh, uh, during a couple of his stops, you know, somebody from uh, a team that he was visiting would come up to him and make some chatter, you know, talking about an executive or a coach. Mm-hmm. And they would all, they would say to him, you know, you know, the Eagles look really good and more so good. They just look really deep. And, and that's what you see right now. Um, a deep 
deep team at really important positions, like running back, wide receiver, defensive line, offensive line, secondary. So last year, you know, I thought they were a really talented team last year as well um, for a team that just won the Super Bowl, trying to defend the crown. But obviously their injuries were all funneled at the same position. They had so many running back injuries. They had so many of those Z wide receiver injuries and then mm-hmm. quarterback injuries. Um, this year, yeah, a couple guys have gotten hurt, but it's a little bit spread out. And as long as they don't have that kind of rash of injuries that decimates one or two positions, uh, I think they're built to withstand even the the kind of the, the normal set of injuries that you get every year. They're, they're just good. Now, let, I have to ask, is it can't, with a salary cap, all be perfect. The linebacker right. position, do you think that the linebackers – at the linebacking core as constructed right now will be able to get the job done? Um, well, yes and no. I mean, I think that the first thing the coaches are going to do, and you're seeing it a lot in training camp already, is scheme around the linebackers. And the way they've done it in the past is just by putting more defensive backs on the field, more safeties who can play, linebacker-like roles, like Malcolm Jenkins is done, like Andrew Sinbejo. Um, he can he can play a box or a deep safety. I mean, he's mostly going to be a deep safety, but they bring in Jonathan Cyprian, a safety who's more known for hitting like a linebacker and playing in the box. So it wouldn't surprise me if they kept more safeties than normal to use as hybrid linebackers in certain nickel and dime packages. And that's really, nickel and dime is what they rely on now more so than base, which is three linebackers. And, um, you know, I guess the way to combat that would be if there's a team that just wants to come out with two two blocking tight ends and a big old running back and run the ball down their throats and make them counter with three linebackers. And then you'll have Nigel and who knows who the other two will be, whether it's Zach Brown or whether it's Camus Grugier-Hill when he gets healthy or, whoever it is, but this is not a league where teams really want to do that anymore. They don't want to play 1985 football and come out in the I-formation and jam it down an opponent's throat. Everybody wants to pass. So even though the Eagles are deficient at linebacker, I think that they are deep in the safety and hybrid positions where they can be effective in their nickel and dime. And they probably, and I thought they did a decent job of stopping the run out of nickel last year. So I'm not as worried about it. But you certainly don't want to see them lose any more linebackers and get really thin at that position. Now you uh, you brought up come on, uh, Grugier Hill and his mm-hmm. in, his injury to start the season. How worried are the Eagles of that? How how scared? Uh, since they scared, but how concerned are they with that injury? Or are they pretty confident he won't miss a lot of time? Well, it's it's. It's a good question, and I think that they were. In, they're still a fact-finding mission right now, JB, on who the, their main linebackers are going to be. And I, I think Camus, with his experience and with his emergence over the spring camps, was a guy that was going to merit a lot of consideration to start. Perhaps I mean, when I say start, to be, I'd say more so to be a nickel linebacker along with Nigel Bradham. Those were going to be your two linebackers on the field whenever they were in nickel. Whether it's dime, it's probably just going to be Nigel. And when it's three linebacker base formation, 
that's what they're trying to figure out right now. Maybe Zach Brown in the middle with Nigel on the strong side and Camus on the weak side. So there's two packages there, base and nickel, that Camus was probably going to be a part of. But this is why they went out and got L.J. Fort, who was a good coverage linebacker for the Steelers last year and earned his playing time first on injury, but then on merit. Um, they kept him in there because they thought he did a good job. So if they like him this camp, then he can be the nickel linebacker alongside Nigel Bradham. Uh, in base, where Camus would have been the weak side, it looks like that they are very pleased with how Nate Gary is playing. He's a guy that they drafted with a safety at Nebraska. It's year three now, so it's time for him to kind of either you know put up or shut up. And um, There's a kid that they brought in from CFL, Canadian Football League, named Alex Singleton, who I'm really going to have my eyes on in these preseason games because he was Defensive Player of the Year as a linebacker in Canada. And then the kid they drafted out of Wisconsin, TJ Edwards, where you know Wisconsin likes to run the ball and practices against that. So, I mean, they've got these options for different packages. So, I do think, yeah, they're concerned. But let's, I don't want to sit here and make KGH out to be like Luke Keekley or anything like that. <laughs> I mean, they, the best you were hoping was for a guy who was going to be a nickel linebacker, maybe. Most likely, but maybe not. Okay. Now, um, my next question for you, not specifically about the Eagles, but Eagles-related. With everything that's going on in Dallas, Zeke talking about holding out, contract negotiations and all that, do you believe that it's the Eagles' division to win this year, or do you expect Dallas to make that an interesting race? I think the Eagles are, to me, the favorite to win the division, whether or not Ezekiel Elliott continues his holdout. I think the Eagles are deeper. I think they're more talented overall. It's kind of funny. Adam Kaplan and I were doing an Inside the Birds a couple of weeks ago during the dead period, and we basically went through every single position, all eight positions, you know, running back, quarterback, wide receiver, um, tight ends, offensive line, defensive line, secondary, and we graded who had the best in the division and whoever did had a, got a four and who had the worst got a one. And when we added it all up at the end after giving out grades for certain positions, Dallas finished with a higher grade. But the problem with doing it that way and that surprised us both. Mm -hmm. We both felt that the Eagles were the better team, and only after the tabulating did we realize Dallas had more points. But the problem is you can't take all eight positions and weight them equally. Like So whoever has the best quarterback compared to whoever has the best, say, linebackers, well, quarterback is way more important in this league than linebacker. So even mm -hmm. though Dallas with, with um, you know, Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith mm -hmm. and Sean Lee – got the highest linebacking score, that's equivalent to the Eagles getting the highest quarterback score, but we, we all know that you would take the higher quarterback any day of the week. So I, I that's a roundabout way of me of saying that I do think Dallas is good. Uh, I think the Eagles are more talented. I think they're deeper, and I think that they're about a game or two better than Dallas as we sit here right now before injury set in, before who knows what happens. I just think that they're they're stronger. That was Jeff Mosher from 97.3 ESPN Radio in South Jersey. You can always catch him on Inside the Birds podcast. Follow them on Twitter at Inside Birds. Next Thursday, the Eagles fly to Jacksonville for their second preseason game against Nick Foles and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hopefully, the result will be a little bit better, but honestly, who is really paying attention to preseason scores anyway? 
If you have a question or a comment on today's podcast, hit me up. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at BITW Sports. And remember, you can download this and any of our other podcasts. Just go to SoundCloud.com slash BITW Sports. Or you can search for us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Just search for Best in the World Sports Report. My name is John Brown. Thank you for joining me for the Green Over Everything podcast. We'll see you next time. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports.